Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Car Thoughts with David, episode number 61. Holy cow. <laughs> 61 episodes. Man, oh man. Wow. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being a part of this show and for listening. It's been a wild ride. Um, things are starting to move on the whole other, um, you know, I've got, I've got some interest going on the other podcast and I'm hoping to start rolling out some episodes on that soon. I think I'm going to record an extra episode or two just to kind of get the ball rolling, you know, just to help it get more recognized in the uh, list. Cause I don't think Apple's picked it up yet. Every, just about everyone else has picked it up at Apple and I think Google. So maybe put out an episode or two just to get them to finally accept it and all that. But I mean, so far it's just, it's crazy. You know, I mean, people, everybody loved the idea. You know, they're like, wow, where did you come up with that? What, you know, how did that happen? You know, who, you know, who inspired that? What inspired that? You know? And I'm like, man, I don't know. I was just sitting at work board and, uh, <laughs> it just came to me an idea of, curating, just, just facilitating podcast, letting people be, have their own podcast. And I'm just the one putting it out there. I'm just the one putting it on the air like a DJ, you know, and, uh, it's really cool. I'm excited. And, um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm excited for you guys listening, for you guys sharing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's fantastic. It's great. I love this. And it's been a lot of fun. So, you know, I know I've been hammering on the whole entrepreneurial thing for several weeks and not really been going to the thoughts so much just because I've been trying to, you know, help you guys out. But, you know, kind of want to get back into that, you know, and go back to that a little bit. You know, uh, next next week I'm going to be having another guest speaker on the show, or uh, you know, I'm interviewing. Um, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'm not going to give you any details just yet until everything's locked up and ready to go. But so far, you know, it's really awesome. I'm excited to have him on the show, and yeah. So, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, now. Uh, like, have you ever been to this country? Have you ever been to that country? And um, have you have you been here? Have you been there? Um, you know, I'm getting asked a lot about traveling lately. You know, and and I try and travel a lot. I try and travel as much as I can. Um, my wife and I, we've been kind of on a Disney kick, uh, where we've been going a couple times a year down to uh, Disney World because you know, we really enjoy. Uh, Epcot, and they have like the Food and Wine Festival, the Art and Animation Festival, stuff like that. So we like going down there for the festivals and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, you know. So beyond that, though, I mean, we love to travel. We love to get out and see the country, see the world as much as we can. And uh, you know, it's like, you know, traveling, man. It's it's so much fun and it's so amazing to get to see other cultures to get to see I mean even within America there are other cultures you know um, you know it's just it's different 
Uh, some places it's slower. Some places it's faster. I mean, when I went to New York City, you know, I, the warmest there day there when my wife and I were there on vacation was, I think, 25 degrees Fahrenheit. That was the warmest day. And for those of you anywhere using, you know, the Celsius system, that would be negative, you know, that would be a negative <laughs> number. You know, that's because uh, zero is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So it would be like negative one or two, something like that. So, you know, that, and it was amazing because there were still tens of thousands of people out walking around. And it was nice in those areas when, like, we were in Times Square where, like, there were so many people around us. You know, because I'm not really big on crowds. I'm really not. I don't like being in crowds. Um, I mean, there have literally been times where I've wanted to go see a movie at the theater, and my wife's like, yeah, it's it's pretty busy. I'm like, okay, yep, not going. <laughs> because I just don't like being in big crowds. I've got a phobia. So, um, so yeah, but, I mean, on th- those days when we were walking around Times Square... It was nice being in the crowd, even though I was kind of freaking out a little bit. It was just the warmth, you know, because they brought, you know, all those uh, people just brought the temperature up, you know, a couple degrees. You know, it was like all of us were like almost huddled together in a way. So it was it was a good thing, though, you know. It was a lot of fun experiencing that because I really didn't have any experience. I'd never been to New York. I mean, the furthest north and east I had been before that was uh, Philadelphia. Uh, My grandfather, no, he wasn't. uh, My grandmother's boyfriend at the time uh, flew us back to uh, Charlotte because uh, my dad had to leave early. Something came up and he had to head back to North Carolina early. Um, And so my grandfather was like, ah, or I keep saying grandfather. Yeah, my grandmother's boyfriend kept saying, oh, you guys can stay for a couple of extra days. You know, don't rush. I'm enjoying having the kids here and everything. And, I, you know, it was like, you know, so he drove us out to Philly and put us on a plane. And, uh, you know, that was the furthest north and east I'd ever been uh, in the United States before, you know, going to New York City. And, uh, you know, it was you know, and I didn't really even get to explore. It was just more like, okay, well, here's, here's the city. You're in the city. Uh, there's the airport, <laughs> hop on your plane, head back, you know? I mean, and that was back when flights were super cheap. I mean, I want to say it probably wasn't more than three or 400 bucks for all of us to fly. Um, yeah. So wasn't bad at all, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, but I've traveled through a lot of different states. I've seen a lot of different things. I've met a lot of really amazing people. I mean, I was really shocked and somewhat disappointed because I, I so expected to see, like, you know, with, like, I grew up watching, like, Law and & Order and all these shows. and You know, I expected to see, like, people getting shot all the time and just turning up on dead bodies and stuff like that in New York. And uh, it was totally not. It was really nice there. The only day that it was, like, bad was I think it was Monday and if anyone from the from the show listening to the show is from New York you know correct me if I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure in the city Monday's garbage day if I remember correctly and it smelled so bad walking uh 
the streets, you know, that night, because my wife's like, ooh, let's go to, there's this, there's this really cool deli, and let's walk over there, and I want a sandwich, and it's like, you know, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, you know, she wants a sandwich from this deli, and so we're walking around, so, but that was it, other than that, I mean, it was such a clean, nice place, it was busy, there were so many people, and they were all really nice, you know, people would hear us talk, and we'd be at a restaurant, and they're like, oh, where are you from, you're not from New York, or I can't really do a good New York accent, I'm sorry, uh, but you know, they'd, they these these locals would be like, oh, where are you from, how did you find out about this place, and like, you know, we're like foodies, you know, we really are, me and my wife, when we were getting ready to go somewhere, we research food and coffee shops first. I don't care what else is there. The first thing I'm checking out is where all the great pizzerias are, where all the great coffee shops are. And I'm not talking about, like, Starbucks. I'm talking about, like, craft coffee, like, like nook and cranny places that only, like, locals would know about. I'm sitting there, like, you know, digging through the Internet trying to find these places. Like, I'm doing research for a novel, which, quite frankly, I believe my wife could write a novel about coffee, about coffee places. Um... And I know there are books like that already, but she could probably literally write, like, an updated version of one of them. Um, but, yeah, everyone was super cool, super nice, very friendly. Um, we actually, because we research so much, we actually, just about everywhere we go, we get asked for directions. Because we're the only people that actually, like, we're not like the normal tourists where we're just sitting there snapping photos and being like, Oh, you know, where is the Trump Tower? Where is... You know, where is uh, the Empire State Building or where's Rockefeller Center? I want to go ice game. You know, where they're sitting there snapping like 8,000 photos. That's not us. We, we're we like snap and go people. So I just whip my phone out and I'm done. I've got all my photos. I've learned how to take photos on the walk, you know, where they come out super clear. I mean, unless there's like a picture of a person I'm wanting to take. Or like me or my wife were willing to take a picture, we stopped. But otherwise, psh, I hit that shit and keep going, man. I just keep walking. So, you know, we've been to... Well, I've been to Austin about five times. My wife really wants to go. I've been to Seattle. Uh, my wife wants to go there, too. Because I, I travel a lot for work, too. I mean, I've been to Park City, Utah, to the ski lodges up there. Um, that was work-related as well, because there's no way in heck I would pay that much money to stay at a ski lodge. I don't care how good the, the skiing is there. That's, you know, <laughs> what it costs a week for my hotel room is more than I make in a month. So, um, so yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, travel, you know, we try and travel all over the world. And, and a guy I was talking to online was asking me if I'd ever been to Dubai. And uh, I was like, nah, I've not been yet. I really want to go. You know, I've been to Europe, several countries in Europe. I want to hit more countries in Europe. I've been to over half of the states in the United States. Um, my next big goal is to start going to countries in Asia. I really want to go to Tokyo. Um, I, as you guys have heard in a previous podcast episode, I had an opportunity to go to Tokyo to speak um, and uh, didn't take it uh, because I was nervous and, and anxious and unsure of what I would speak about and intimidated and my parents were like you're 16 years old there's no way in hell we're getting you a passport there's no way in hell we're sending you to Tokyo 
where do you think we're going to get the money to buy you a plane ticket to Tokyo? We don't care if your hotel and, and you know everything else is paid for. You are not going to Tokyo. End of story. It's not happening. Sorry. And, <laughs> and so between that and my nervousness, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not going to go. Because, I mean, you know, when somebody says, oh, we'd like to have you come speak at the Tokyo Game Show and you'll be presenting right before Hideo Kojima... And I'm like, uh... Now, granted, keep in mind, this was before Metal Gear for PlayStation came out. So he wasn't as well-known as he is now. You know? Uh, this was this was back when all he was known for was, like, Metal Gear on, like, the Nintendo and the arcade. You know? And, and some, you know, other games like that. But not, not the international superstar that he is today. He, he was actually presenting the first footage of Metal Gear Solid at that particular Tokyo game show. And I was supposed to speak in front of him on my thoughts and ideas for the future of the video game industry and where I saw it going over the next 20 years. So you put that on my shoulders, that they wanted to hear what I had to say about that, on top of the fact that, you know, I had played Metal Gear. I was aware of who Hideo Kojima was. I was a huge, huge fan of his work. You know, I followed. I mean, I was... I had the original Nintendo Power magazines, you know, I mean, the, the, you know, I have all, all of those, you know, I had bought an extra one when they came out with the full-blown map of The Legend of Zelda, uh, you know, because I pulled the map out so I could mark all the spots, um, so I could speed run through Zelda, you know, uh, when it came out, um, yeah, so I was big into games, I knew who these I knew who these people were. <laughs> I read about them. I had, you know, I had magazines. I had books. I studied programming. That's why. That's what I wanted to do was make video games. In spite of the fact that my dad told me that there's no way I could ever make money doing that. Um, you know, and I should just give that up and get a real job like what he had, you know, <laughs> and be a man, you know. So, uh, so yeah. And um, But I never got to Asia. Not once. I've not been yet. So... You know, I was like, you know, I, I want to start hitting countries like that. I want to go to Dubai. I want to go to India. I want to go to Bali. I want to go to um, China. I want to go to Hong Kong. I want to go to Tokyo uh, and, and Japan, obviously. But, you know, I uh, want to stay in Tokyo because um, you can get some really good deals there. I mean, you know, I saw you could get, like, studio rent studio apartments in the, in the skyscrapers right in downtown Tokyo for, like, Sixty, seventy dollars American a, a day, and you know, I mean, granted, it's only like four or five hundred square feet, but I mean, what else do I need? I'm going to be going around and exploring. I don't. I'm one of those people that when I travel, the hotel room, the only purpose the hotel room serves is for me to shower, sleep. That's it. The rest of the time, I'm on vacation. If I'm awake, I am out. You know, when I went to London, the very first day, the very first full day that I was in London, I had blisters on my feet because I walked, I think I clocked on my Fitbit like 18 miles. <laughs> 18 miles on my first day walking. Just walking around London, just seeing everything. Um, and that's when I learned that band-aids in the U.S. were called plasters because I had to call the front desk and have them deliver me 
band-aids because I had so many blisters and they were starting to pop and I had to get my feet patched up so that I could survive day two because that was day one of like 12 that I was there so um, yeah but um, you know I've been to Austria I've not really spent a lot of time in Austria you know it's mostly been traveling through because my uncle uh, Gert that uh, lives you know that was taking us to all the castles in Bavaria that were built by um, you know King Ludwig the um, second he uh, you know he was like oh you know gas is so much cheaper in Austria so since we're gonna be so close to the border we're just gonna go down there and I was like oh yeah I understand that because you know a lot of times people in North Carolina will especially in Charlotte, they'll drive down across the border because it's like 10 or 15 cents cheaper a gallon uh, there. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's much cheaper down here. So I'm looking when we're there. And you want to talk about complaining about gas prices, right? You know, I will never complain about gas prices after being in Germany. Because he's like, oh, it's cheaper here. It's only like, three, I think it was like 375 a liter okay so this is three euros and 75 cents a liter um, now keep in mind that a liter is not a gallon it takes about three and a half liters to make a gallon uh, give or take so it's 375 a liter and it takes over three liters so that's nine 10, almost $12 or 12 euros a gallon. Okay, so you got 12 euros a gallon. You convert that to, to American dollars. Euros about, at the time, it was a buck 23 to a euro. So you're talking 15 or $16 American dollars a gallon for gas. And he drove across the border into Austria to show me the mountains, to show me the Plansi uh, Lake which is a very beautiful lake. It is blue like the sky. It is gorgeous. I've never seen water like it anywhere else in the world uh, yet. <laughs> um, but it is the because it's glacier water. Um, so it's just beautiful, beautiful. You know, snow in the mountains runs down into fills this lake. So we're talking $16 American per gallon for gas. I get back to America, and we're like, oh, it's $3 a gallon. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. That's, that's fine. I can live with that. It's better than $16 a gallon. But, of course, over in Europe, they have better public transit, you know? I mean, the most dangerous public transit I was ever on was we had a bus driver in Germany that was, uh, he was deaf, and in the seat, like, kind of to his, to his right was another deaf gentleman. And so they were holding a conversation together uh, in sign language. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an active sport. You know, you kind of need your hands to speak to somebody in sign language, right? So you, 
you know, some of you, I'm pretty sure most of you guys who listen to the show, especially considering I have a show called Car Thoughts, um, realize that you also have to use your hands to drive. You know, the steering wheel is kind of a necessary evil uh, that you have to take part in. Uh, to drive, you have to put your hands on the steering wheel and turn it, and you go around curves and you take turns, and that's how you get places, right? So he's sitting there holding a full-blown conversation, waving his hands around, you know, just just very animated, which obviously I understand sign language is an animated language because you have to move to let people understand what you're saying, but he's doing that while driving a bus. And he's doing pretty well. It wasn't... I didn't get scared, actually. Um, because, I mean, heck, I drive, I've been a lot of places in America where that's probably the safest thing you could be doing. Uh, but when he starts hanging out the window because one of his other co-bus drivers happens to be coming our way, and he hangs out the window, no hands on the steering wheel whatsoever, talking to this other bus driver, and that bus driver's talking at him, hanging out the window... And we're sitting there on a collision course almost. And then he's like, oh, you know, we're probably going to crash if I don't put my hands back on the steering wheel. I need to say goodbye. So they wrap up their conversation. He gets us back in our lane. And that was that. That was the most dangerous experience I ever experienced with public transit in another country. In America, yeah, I'm, you know, <laughs> it's, it's dangerous, you know. I mean... I've been in New York subways, and they're not as bad as they show on TV, but they're still not super great. I mean, a lot's been cleaned up since, you know, since the 80s and stuff. Um, I've been on subways and the, the elevated trains in, the, in uh, D.C. Um, I've been on the, the elevated trains in San Francisco. Of course, that was before all the, the increase in drug use and all of that, so... I don't know how much more dangerous it might be now with the fear of possibly stepping on or seeing on needles. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I've traveled all over the world, except for in Asia and Africa. Those are two continents I've not been to yet, really. Well, I haven't been to South America either. Um, so I'm three... Yeah, three continents I've not been on. So, you know, oh, Australia's continent. Sorry, four. So four. I've been in three continents out of the seven. So my goal is to hit all of the continents. My goal is to hit all the states. And my goal is to hit as many countries as I can before, I, before I'm done in this life. So, um, you know, but that's important. You know, that doing stuff like that's important. Because you can't take your money with you. You know, one says, oh, save it, save it, save it, you know. And I've known plenty of people who who have saved their entire lives and still have to work. I mean, one of my, my, my dad's mom, God rest her soul, she's terrible with money. She's in her 70s, and she still has to work a full-time job. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you want to have a nest egg so you can retire. But at the same time, most people nowadays, even if they do retire, they go back and get a job because they get bored. So they go, you know, to be a door greeter at Walmart or whatever so you know at the end of the day and what I'm what I'm doing I don't have to you know if I start doing this full-time I don't have to retire you know you don't there's no age limit on how old you can be to to coach somebody or to help people so I'm not worried about that so 
you know, my, my advice is, is go out and travel, go out and enjoy life, take a trip, go somewhere you've never been before, you know? And, uh, with that, you know, I'm going to say I'm here. So car thoughts out. Hey everybody, David here from car thoughts with David. And I just want to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them, and that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can, you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So by all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.